Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show to Stupid Hearts Club with me, Nikol Tatarovich, and this week's guest, my daddy, the godfather of podfathers, it's Matt Morgan. Hello, 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 my darlings. Hello, you lovely sods, you pretties. Thank you for pressing play. On what I believe is episode uh, 59 of Stupid Hearts Club. I suppose it's rather a special episode. Why am I talking like that for a start? That voice that I'm doing sort of is a character that I haven't really done much with, but that I really like, which you'll hear if you're a completist and you listen to both sides of this podcast, because in fact, Today's episode with wonderful Matt Morgan, my pod daddy, is one of two. The first two hours of hot chat, and I, and I we laughed a lot across these three hours. The first two hours is available on Matt Morgan's Patreon podcast, which is pretty popular and very, very fun. And so we've had a chat on there, and because lots of Matt's followers are now following me either on patreon or out in the wild where my podcast is available where you find your podcasts then um yeah we've done a sort of double bubble because it's fun to do that sometimes so maybe you've come from the uh, matt episode and you just want a little bit more so here's another hour for you um, either way, oh, I went all Nigel Farage then, didn't I? Uh, either way, uh, uh, let's all agree to move on and stop making such a thing of how I played an integral role in fucking the country. Um, yeah, we've had we've had a good chat here as well. So it took a little pulling together because uh, in between the two episodes, there was tech issues. There was me being sort of dramatic when I'd accidentally turned my phone off and then my friend was stuck outside the house for 20 minutes and then there was Matt needing a nap when we when I had a technical issue and then me trying to rouse him again and in all in all the three hour chat took about five six hours to record from either one of us going off and being a, a silly nana for a little while 
but I hope you'll agree it's worth it. So for everyone who's sort of come to follow me from Matt's podcast, especially a very interestingly, you know, quite a chunk of people came over a couple of weeks back when I talked about showbiz, sleaze and the Philip Schofield story. Um, which is a, a bonus episode that is only available on Patreon because it just feels better to put it there. Uh, all those people who've come over, my job is now to try and keep as many of you interested in staying as possible. Um, but whatever happens, you don't need to feel bad if you just melt away and just still hear me on Matt's podcast, then that's fine. But it is really lovely to have some new ears here as I... Um, you know, I'm at the beginning of an interesting journey of trying to grow this universe and I will be sharing more details about that over the next few weeks because there's other podcast projects bubbling up that uh, and some sort of businessy sort of putting my businessy hat on and trying to get a bit more serious about this universe. I fucking love it here. So without further ado. Anyway, I didn't I didn't finish my story about Alan Crisp. That that character voice I was doing is called Alan Crisp. Maybe you could comment in the uh well the comments if you hear me doing that voice as a bit of a conversation where I sort of wonder what he should be. I was thinking like maybe he sh- he should be a poet. Um can you hear that outside my house? That's what you get when you live at the seaside down in Brighton Town or Hove as I'm as I'm uh, more accurately currently situated at one thing I won't be saying ever is <laughs> Hove actually <laughs> Hove actually you won't find me saying that it makes me feel sick but I love it here even though there are people here that talk like that anyway you're here now you might as well enjoy yourselves enjoy part two of a three-hour lol marathon with Matt Morgan. If you want to hear the first two hours of that, you will have to find Matt on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Matt Morgan, and sign up and listen to his stuff, which is great and comes out pretty much every week as well, including rather regular updates from a certain Mr. Noel Gallagher from Oasis. So I'm second in command to him, which I'm fine about. Here's the episode. Matt Morgan and Nick are part two of Talking Shit. Fuff, that's funny. Welcome to Stupid Get Hearts. Get your gay. Worry for another day. Get Welcome to Down Fraggle Rock. Welcome to part two of Matt and Nico chat shit for th- like three hours across two podcasts to try and uh, cross-pollinate and grow our world of fans. Because we are Do you ever use the word men. fans? Is that, is that make, does to. that make your, your toes curl? Tell us about your fans, Matt. No, I've never... I wouldn't say fans. I'd say... Listeners? Yeah. Listeners or... Yeah, not fans. Because I don't think they are fans. Babies. Because that's short for fanatic. My huns, my darlings. My clever little girls. Clever little girls. I think I call mine my lovely sods. Well, sod is short for sodomy. Lovely sods. You are calling them sodomites. I'm calling them sodomites. And what of it? And what of it? There's nothing wrong with it. 
bloody long we sort of it. One has to keep buggering on, even if one must label oneself a sodomite. <laughs> I don't know why that would even be an insult on any level anymore, because anal sex oh, is like God. universally... Here he goes, he's so <laughs> out of his depth. Uh, guys, I, I kind of feel like I want to say something woke, but I don't really understand what I'm saying, so I'm just going to sort of blunder oh, into something. still using the term woke, you're like fucking... Only in the, the, like the fucking sense that people don't news. understand it. No, you should go and get. A, you could. You could easily get a job on GB yeah, News like I, with the shit that guys, flies out. Guys, I mean, that. you know, but uh, you can't judge people on the way that they love and anal sex. You know, because what uh, it's like. <laughs> I, I saw someone romantic, am I? Talking I about. Like, oh, listen to you being all soft and romantic, bringing up anal sex. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about no. It's how the much people who are like vir- um, anal bum virtue, virtual signaling, but then they virtue signaling, but then they sort of end up being accidentally more yeah. offensive. Do you well, know what I mean? What so that, saying, well, actually, it. I've lived in really diverse communities and yeah. I happen to like the smell of strange cooking or something like that. And your people go, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, no, what I, well, sorry, what I was trying to say is I like the sound of simple, stupid music. I mean, sorry, no, what I'm trying to say is I like people who push in in queues uh, I've noticed and that's not me that's just different cultures and I love that and I really like it and people are just like well, hang on that's just positive racism right and that's so, what I accuse you of being yeah lovely well what I was really saying was um, in this day and age I'm bl- very bloody glad to be able to say that all of us watch close-ups of anal sex on a regular basis and so it should be uh, anal gaping and anal <laughs> you think there's a there's a lot of no no let's not talk about that i was gonna say you, there's a lot of uh anal sex in porn yes that's what i'm where, saying yeah like you know but like uh anal sex in real life is not as simple let's just put it that way yeah yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's strange. It's obviously, I think it's very, it's much more common than it was, especially for people to state that oh, they're, they're up common. for it. Terribly common. Terribly common. I mean, terribly, yeah. terribly common. There's some places like South America. I prefer to go the front door. Well, yes, I'd always go for the front door, but if the uh, decorators are in, then why not go for the tradesman's entrance? Oh, God. Um, some people in South America, uh, sorry, oh, there we go, had to... You know, have a good clear out. The, uh, you know, if you're really Catholic or something, then they will, before they have, get married, they'll have anal really? sex to preserve their virginity. I mean, you think in some cultures, anal sex is seen as much dirtier. Mm. Can we start again? Because I don't really, I've just farted quite audibly, and also we're talking about this. Can we just start again? Do you ever drink pineapple juice so that you're um, spunk? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Bob, what were you saying? <laughs> no, I decide. Welcome to you're now in the, you're in the club. stupid hearts club zone. I decide what gets said and what doesn't get said, Matthew. And you must remember that all of the listeners, basically, I don't exist without you. So they will all have heard the first two hours of the conversation we've just had. I think we've built to a natural um, point Love. in the day where we've wandered into grisly territory but I'm very happy to move on to another subject 
Well, what subject would... I'd, I've got a subject I'd rather like to discuss with you. Please be my guest, because you are my guest now. <laughs> Please be my guest. That's what you put on your email headers, isn't it, to yeah. all the people who won't come on your podcast. Um, in my garden, there is, in the tree, a birdhouse, which I inherited with the house, right? So it's not my thing but mm. birds live in it so i can't just fucking get it down but what annoys me about it and it annoys me more and more that every time i look at it is the you know like it's a golf themed birdhouse it's got a golf ball on it a tee and like the end of a club like as if it's yeah, i know and so obviously you know like when people go oh what should we get dad for his birthday oh he likes golf beer and football. That's what if you yeah, go and buy yeah, your yeah. dad a birthday card. Hey, I'm not. I'm, if you've got a dad around, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, all right. Let's not sorry on that. Okay, but if you had to buy a male relative or older a birthday card, then you go because I remember doing this for my dad, and it was like these are the things that were on the cards: darts, yeah, a pint of beer, football, horses like racing. Mm. Or golf. Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, well, someone, A joke about someone's poor golf fucking handicap yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, if we finish one more with the, uh, the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's all shit like that. Or a, a racing car. And I'm just like, well, my, none of these things are in any way anything that would not seem weird to send to my dad, right? Mm. Because he was a maverick and he wasn't into that stuff. But... This guy, this birdhouse, right, is obviously, you know, when like someone goes, oh, we've get a birdhouse for the tree. Let's get a golf one because I like golf, right? Mm-hmm. It's got literally no relationship to birds. Birds, that it's got no, like it's irrelevant to them. They've got no concept of what golf is. So why put that on a birdhouse, which has one function, which is to house birds, right? Yeah. Why would you then decorate it with a little end, like the end of a golf club, a yes, ball on a tee. It's just fucking vile. insanity, right? Yeah. And it's like, fine, but I now, I want to go up on a ladder and break off the golf club, the ball, the tee, you know, all the golf bits of it, yeah. but leave the birdhouse. But I don't want to freak the birds out or... What do you think? Should I just break them off? The problem is, is that you're... It's only you that cares about it. It's not like they're going... Why would someone put golf paraphernalia on our house, Daddy? So don't worry. But I'm sure go, there's a perfectly we, good reason. But they might the like golfers the white come ball. back? They might like the white ball and just think, yeah. marker for house, white ball. Yeah, exactly. If you go up there and go, okay, all this fucking, it's a clash of two worlds, this. I'm not having this. Well, fucking make your mind up. Golf. Is this a fucking birdhouse or a fucking golf club? Make your fucking mind up, Doris. <laughs> Like whoever's made that to sort of yeah. some sort of little villagey lady, like from where I lived before, who's good. Oh, I've decorated, I've made a bunch of birds with golf paradalia stuck to them. Uh, I don't know, a child's game. Child's game. We could have a child's game. Birdhouse. If we, if we make all the different birdhouses into different sports, then... Uh, I don't know. The birds might feel like they're playing different sports. Birds but imagine that, game. But like, imagine you did do sort of 
themed birdhouses, but like, oh, um, her son's into computers, so I've got a PlayStation controller made of wood, and that's on the front of it, and there the sides, there's little space invaders. It's like, how, how far is it going to go? And it's got that. no relation to birds, but that's what people do with things. What if uh, I take this dog kennel... <laughs> I take this dog kennel and I nail tennis socks all along the outside, hanging down, and then put uh, tennis balls uh, on the roof, and then hang uh, rackets in the windows. Put so all over it's the a windows. tennis tennis kennel, dogs game. <laughs> but like, it's it's annoying it's annoying like I look in the garden and then my eye falls on that and then I think about the golf ball and the smugness of it and then I think about the birds with no need for it. it's not like that's a little bit where they can stand they can like if they're in their house and their babies are doing their editing they can go stand on the golf ball and have a cigarette outside and go fuck you now I was a lot fucking happier before I got settled down in this fucking oh, I've got to go back in there and listen to those fucking Hello, darling, I've got you a worm. Where are you? Where have you been? Oh, no, I just popped out for a worm. I've got, does anyone want me to chew it up and spit it in their mouths? Yeah. But, like, it's not like they stand on the golf ball. No. Maybe they do. But there's a fucking small hole on the front of this thing. They're tiny. I actually haven't seen... They. Did you know that birds, even if they've got a house one year, they'll move out and go somewhere else and just... They don't... It's not like... Keep moving. That's their house. Yeah, so... Like van lifers. They are like well, it's like Airbnbs. Well, like yeah, the next true. year, birds get into nesting phase. They start looking around. Two of them tried to do it in my shed and like to throw all their birdhouse materials that they stored. Oh, God, I know, How but they can live in there. You're not supposed to. I had to, to do shut that. the window. Yeah, I had to shut the window. To, They'd be trapped in there. The RSPCB are supposed to come and collect the material where. Well, he... there was no eggs, and they they, oh, they right. would literally they were just like I think they were trying it out. But it was mental because so they were only just seeing each other. They were fucking, but they weren't like having a kid yet. I think yeah, they sort of no. I think they were at the stage where she's pregnant, and it's like shit. We better start decorating. You know, I mean, talk dungarees. about fucking projecting human values onto them like golf. But we're talking like she's pregnant. She's not sure about him, but they need somewhere because her parents want them. He's religious. <laughs> and then the babies are coming. There's going to be about eight eggs. But uh, no, I had to, well, they couldn't have lived in the shed. I left the window open to air it out once. Little fuckers moved in. So I had to chuck all their stuff out. Oh, God. But... Did you the, put it somewhere uh, where they could like pick it up and rebuild? Uh, no. <laughs> Threw it out the window. I would have. Shed, I genuinely would have done. I would have put it like. I don't, Maybe I'd you have, can't. What? You can't fuck with their world too much. It will smell of humans. They won't trust it. I looked it up, oh. and people were like, "Leave it somewhere where it stays dry." Their, their primary thought, sort of uh, value on it is that it's dry and warm, like or you know potentially warm because it's dry. So, what was I going to do? Put it. I don't know. It oh, wouldn't have worked. Imagine nipping out for the day go well that was nice we've been to pizza express she's driven because uh she can't drink so i'll take advantage of that so i've had a couple of wines we've come home and all of the furniture's gone. <laughs> been fucking thrown out onto the damp that grass fucking human cunt with the who's made this fucking patronizing this, fucking this golf obsessed cunt fucking golf bungalow we're supposed to live in i'm not fucking <laughs> living in that what if the fucking golfers come back <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to go and take that. I'm going to take a before and after. I'm going to de-golfify it. But oh, I think that's risky. Why? It's going to freak them out, isn't it? No, because they're so adaptable and they'll go, well, the hole's still here. Everything's the same inside. I might even put some little worms inside. Are, are, you, are they adaptable or have you just told yourself they're adaptable to feel better about basically being a, a fucking bailiff? All right, what about this, right? Hmm. I remove the golf stuff and I nail on a little platformy bit, which with a little concave, and then I can put dry mealworms up there every now and again. So sometimes they come home after a busy day of being a bird and they go, oh, look, there's mealworms here. Yeah, but you've just said, like, if they think it smells yeah. of human, they might not go for it. So can't you yeah. get, like, can't you send off for some bird feathers and make a sort of feather glove so that you can do this stuff and then you That's can, That's worse. Like, is That's it? worse. That's like dressing up. You know, the people when they go into a panda enclosure wearing a horrifically, you know, not mm. they just sort of wear panda colours. They look mm. so wrong. I've never seen that. That's what. Why do they do that? Thinking that uh, I sent you a picture of it because I took I screen grabbed it the other day. Um, they, it's less stressful to the pandas if the carers go in. You know, like baby pandas as well. If they wear. Like, these are not, like, you know, Hollywood-style panda costumes. They are mm. just black and white clothing that sort mm. of looks mildly panda-ish, but it's, mm. it's, it's like the sort of thing... Onesie. Yeah, and it is the sort of thing that if they ever were released into the wild, they'd be ridiculously trusting of humans who smell... Like, because animals aren't going, what's that? Oh, it looks a bit like me. They're going, that smells fucking wrong. If you're a yeah, wildlife yeah. photographer, they can't... They don't wash for like two weeks before they go out into the field. They don't use any products or anything because it's such a strong smell. And then they, it takes them a couple of days out in the field of just so they smell of nothing much. Do you know what I mean? They haven't got any sort of odd... You think how strong like deodorant or yeah, yeah, yeah. shampoo smells on you and it's completely alien to an animal going downwind of that. They'll, mm. they'll, that's why a deer suddenly goes... What's that? I'm going to stop chewing. I'm stopping chewing because I can smell something completely yeah. odd. Yeah, stop chewing a minute. That's like overpowering chemical fucking that's, smell. That's Joe Malone. That's fucking Joe Malone. Fucking leg it. Leg it, human. What? Why's everyone running? Human. Camel. What, how'd you know? Smell it. Run. Run. Joe Malone, camera human. Oh, Fuck. Right, run, get the kids. Oh, the fucking kids can't walk properly yet. All right, round, get round them, cover them up. <laughs> Make a circle round the kids. You sure it was Joe Malone? Fucking yes. When have I ever been wrong? Don't look well, it in the eye. Don't look in Just the eye, don't. What is it, camera, camera or one of the loud cameras that make a noise and then we fall over? <laughs> Imagine that it was like there was an end of the world scenario and you had to hunt animals, but you only had a handgun and you had to like walk up to a deer. Like, would you, if you had to kill a deer, like you rifle from a distance into the heart, like proper hunting. But if you only had a handgun, like say it was a cow in a field, so it's pretty docile, but it's the end of days, you're starving, you're feeding, you know, like you're the leader of a group of people who are living underground. You come out, you've only got a handgun with six bullets. You have to walk up to a cow and shoot it in the head, mm-hmm. right? Would you find that more difficult than shooting it with a rifle at a distance? Yes. Yeah. 
would you be able to do it? Or would you yeah, I mean, like, you can't, I, now I can go, no, man, I don't want to hurt any creatures. But, yeah, if we're fucking hungry, I'll fucking kill anything. Good. Yeah. And what about if... Uh, I imagine a cow's got quite a thick skull, but I have seen in slaughterhouses when they put that thing on their head and it goes, you know that thing? Bolt. It's like a, yeah, the bolt thing. So I imagine, oh, lovely. But imagine they, <laughs> they're just shooting it with a handgun. Ping, cow, boing. It'd be fucking awful, <laughs> wouldn't it? I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> Would you, do you reckon you could survive food-wise? Yes. Why? We just know I could. Just because you've been you've been out with Hazy like twice, but you, been camping both time more you just than got twice, leathered. probably about four times. Got absolutely hammered in yeah. the woods. No, I totally could. I've got no, no. I mean, like it's fucking hard, you know. Like you watch survival shows and experts struggle, but I'd probably move towards because I'm not far from the coast. It's much easier to feed yourself from the sea because you can eat. But what you have to do in a survival situation, you realise that human beings aren't these big hunters who brought down big game. Not only, like, you know, in big groups when we'd sort of worked stuff out, like Native Americans and stuff. Mm. A lot of the time, you're foraging, you're picking things up, you're picking, like, whelks off Nibbles. a rock and getting, like, a tiny bit of protein out of it, you know. Yeah. So we're not these... It's not like, I've killed four buffalo today. It's actually set up traps to catch, like... A beaver and a squirrel. I thought you were going to say a bee. Right, we've caught a bee. <laughs> I've caught a bee. Right, right. now, gather round. You have one leg. You have a yellow stripe. I'll have a I'll black stripe. <laughs> <laughs> and, you have, and you have the next yellow stripe. I've tried my best. There's a Don't bit of yellow stripe on my... It's like a bee is basically a uh, a living a living Battenberg, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine trying to divide a bee up and people go, I only like the yellow bits. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Oh, come on, can't we just... I've watched this uh, thing about these people who survived in the jungle and one of the things they ended up eating was tarantulas because they were everywhere but they had to burn all the hairs off them so if you can cook it if you can burn off all the sort of the hairs are prickly and bad for you like they get stuck in your gut and give you problems right imagine eating burnt tarantulas to stay alive I mean you would wouldn't you but you'd have to wouldn't you and then your palate would change you'd come back and like normal food would just seem insane because really, the real food yeah. in the natural world is just stuff crawling around, isn't it? Or walking about, and then you run after the cunt and rip its throat off. Yeah, but that's when you watch the survival show and people eat something, they finally get something with fat in it. And they're like, oh my God, they have like a massive wave of endorphins and stuff. A food gasm. Body. Yeah. What do you gasm. think the nicest foods would be? If you went wild, I suppose there's plenty of mushrooms, plenty of herbs. But if you what? If you couldn't eat animals? Well, no, I guess. Yeah, I suppose you can effectively eat the same ones, but I suppose it depends how long society's been collapsed for and what's still out there. I mean, for if society, yeah, if we're talking societal collapse, I reckon the first thing you'd be doing is gathering tins from houses, tin food. Yeah, but that's cheating. Let's pretend there's nothing. In, there's nothing synthetic left. It's all gone. All right. The great uh, ma- mayonnaise stocks have gone. No more peaches. No more meadow fat peas. We're now in a wild or die situation. Um, so we're all competing basically for I mean, salmon. Fishing. 
yeah, fishing's your best bet and crabs, like coastal stuff, I reckon. But there's so many people. I mean, you've got farmers, feel, you know, like there's cows and stuff like that. I mm. might go and get a cow and like just tie a rope around it and wander it back to my house and sort of live it in my garden. <laughs> you, you sound like, like only you'd have thought of that. In fact, it would be just like The Last of Us where it's like the rush to try and steal yeah. all the cows would be like literally like a, a hell scene of people trying to defend it with guns. And Well, what would be good is if like you had to sort of village or something where you could go right let's let's work as a village we've got this many cows you just pull your resources and guard your perimeters and then you sort of like mm. you more chance of surviving like that but if it was just a free-for-all where you're like going out to you know you've got mm. kids screaming at home hungry and you have to go out and i mean it'd be a fucking nightmare did you watch the last of us i watched the first few and then i could not be scared enough of mushrooms What? You mean the mushrooms weren't scaring you, so the fear wasn't... I wasn't scared enough of the thought of mushrooms growing out of me. But also we sort of... Well, even though it would, like, kill humanity and took over your brain and sent you insane, you were just like, oh, well, it's only a mushroom, isn't it? What, mushrooms? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm coming. Leave it on the side of your plate. Darling. Jim, Jim, Jim. (laughs) Jim. Some mushrooms, Jim. Come on, sit down. <gasps> that's that's a reference to the Matt's episode, by the way. In case anyone hasn't heard the first half of this conversation, which is over on the Matt Morgan podcast on Patreon.com forward slash what Matt, Matt Morgan? Matt Morgan. I think. Jim, Jim, Jim. There's a really good bit on the Last of Us. Come sit down, Jim. There's a really good bit. The mushrooms gonna send him insane, and gonna, everyone's gonna die, and it's just gonna turn people into monsters. It's just gonna run at each other. And they're gonna be unstoppable unless you stab them in the head. There is some scientific basis for that, isn't there? Because like, uh, what are they called? Fungi or mm. or fungi? Have you seen that like fantastic fungi movie? Yeah. But all the way through, they say fungi. Oh, did they? Yeah, I didn't notice that, but I did watch that. I watched it when yeah, I was Yeah, fungi well. are amazing, and then there's an expert talking like this about fungi. And it's like, like, fuck off, mate. Like the guy off the fast show who was like, we took four cardboard tubes. <laughs> it's the kind of tubes like that. that you'd find in a household toilet tissue. I was up a tree, and I was struck by lightning, and I just knew that mushrooms were talking to me. There's some guy who says I love like him. I, I loved that show. Uh, or well, you know, whatever it was. Can I just say, I liked that. Can I just say, fungi is the way I'd say it. Mushrooms, if you're listening, I respect your ability to permeate the entire living world. And can I just say, in the end, I hope you guys win. There is, uh, they've got consciousness, haven't they, to some extent. They're closer to us than a lot of things. It's fucking weird, mushrooms. But no, The Last of Us, this isn't the problem of The Last of Us, it's my problem because... I cannot fucking keep interested or involved in anything. TV-wise, movie-wise. I just go, ugh. I loved Barry, right? And there's a new season of that. Can't be asked. Succession, love it. Couldn't be asked. I I, I started watching Beef. Thought it was brilliant. Watched Four. Couldn't be asked. I I, I think it's me. I I do have the same thing to an extent, but I usually can handle... There'll be one or two box sets at a time that I like enough to keep going back because then it's just an easy decision. That's the thing. The reason yeah. I will watch it is so that I don't have to think about what else I could watch. 
But mm. when it's run out and then I have to go, oh, God, I've got to choose another one. Then I, I tend to now go through a period of two or three weeks where I'm just going, put that on, don't like it, put that on, not bothered. And it's looking at my phone with something paused. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I've just looked at my phone for 20 minutes. And there's like, you know, someone off a really cool box set just frozen looking at me going, come on, mate. Come concentrate on me again. This. Come on. Do you know what my problem with it, a lot of it is, uh, this is going to sound wanky, but I feel like wanky. I'm on a spiritually higher plane and it just seems like bread and circuses <laughs> and I just think, oh, fuck off, who cares? This is a load of bollocks. And the reason is because, I don't know if it's from being a writer or just, I don't know, but it feels like it's the same a skeleton with different skin so it's just like oh then that happens and then that's the goody but then turns baddie and oh then they form an alliance and you know what I mean it just feels like these are the same this is the same creaky machinery going round and round mm. and everyone's gone but it's sci-fi and everyone's got laser eyes and now they've got a disease and it's Victorian and all this and it's just like well mm. this the it feels like it doesn't feel like anything's going to truly surprise you. It just feels yeah, a the bit skeleton, like, uh, the skeleton can be the same, right? Yeah. And so, and then you sort of go, oh, I don't know. And I, I, mm. I, there are certain things like Dune, 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 Terry and Dune, Terry and Dune. Uh, because, but I've tried to read the book and I think, fuck off. I, I, this is definitely a me problem. Yeah. But the imagery in June, I fucking love it. And it kicks off my imagination. I can sit and watch that. But I could almost have the sound down and just treat it as vibes. But in terms of actual mm. story where you go, oh, nothing. I just, I don't know. I think I You might have storied to. yourself to death. I might have. Does happen. Because what, I could you know. I'll just put on a weird playlist of like, uh, ambient, horror-y, Cthulhu-y, weird shit that I'll listen to that's like, like weird music and just think about things and well, watch pictures in my head. What that speaks of to me, Matthew, is the idea that you as a creative person have reached the limit of your tolerance for the uh, rules and the structures of storytelling. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because you now have the opportunity to say, how else could a story be told that would surprise me? And then you get to be the person that changes the entire idea of human storytelling. Hmm. Do you know how it would, it would be surprising if the characters became, I mean, everyone's done this, but like in some way aware that, oh no, actually there's a few things I've been thinking about. Mm -hmm. What was that wet noise that you just made? It's my eyes. I'm pulling them out. Fucking hell. Sound. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm pulling them out by the eye bags. I hate it when people go like, wiggle mm. their eye. They like itch their eye, but you can hear the... Mate, that is a lot of sound for one eye. I've got very baggy eyes. I hate my eyes. Christ. Anyway, like sorry. I didn't... Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, what I would love is, right, this idea. You watch something and you think, oh, this is a normal show or whatever. And then you realise it's actually laden with real clues and there's a separate reality that so you're watching this thing and then you realize hang on a minute like she keeps doing that and there was a number that came up and then and then you realize this actually something that you can interact with on a different level so the actual show itself is yeah. perfectly watchable 
but there's a layer telling you to go and look into something it's doing something and then like people start there's rumors on the internet and people start to go hang on you know she said that that was an exact you know like 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 a treasure hunt yes and then it leads to something and you can solve it and it's like oh fucking hell so on about episode four people start to realize there's a pattern in stuff and it means something and then by the time you get so it's like people can solve it and then people are re-watching bits going hey look look at this when she shuts the fridge there's this reflection of someone who's not you know not all that shit and you sort of go oh wow this is actually working on a deeper weirder higher level and it's just masquerading as a normal TV show. I can't stand losing you. We are back after a little wobble in which all in one go, all in a microsecond that felt like the world collapsing. I had my phone off, right, so that uh, to make the bandwidth of my uh, Wi-Fi as big as possible so that the clean feed doesn't fail. Mm. And also to charge my phone up in case we had a technical issue that meant we needed to do the old school where you phone me, right? Yeah. Then um, my it went wonky and I was like, oh shit, right? So we had a little break and I just happened to put my phone on because I thought I might need to text you to tell you what's happening. At which point my mate who's supposed to be coming around and fitting a wardrobe rail, there's like missed calls from him. And then I, in front of my eyes, the file that was like the, all the chat we just done disappeared. So you're going, what's going on? My mate was going, I've been outside your house 20 minutes and it looked like I'd lost the podcast. So um, I, just I had, can't deal with the fucking emotional rollercoaster of, oh no, it's, everything we just said for 40 minutes is gone. Oh no, it's back. It's it's brutal when yeah. you think, ah oh, shit, that was some funny stuff. We yeah, can't no, really do it. because <clears> You were right though, because you said it can't have gone away and th- this won't mean anything to you, but basically there's a little arrow, which is the save button. Pardon me, on one yeah. of the channels, and all I had to do was press the arrow, and it sent, it sent the the thing I thought I'd lost. It just sent it, and then it was so. But for those minutes when you were talking to me and my mate was going, "I'm outside your house," I was like clicking on different things, and they were like old versions. I was just going, yeah. "No, I've lost 45 minutes of funny shit," but no, I found it, so it's all good. I hate it. I had a technical issue the other day with Noel. And it was because my FaceTime audio, the setting was to use my phone as the microphone. So my phone was in my pocket and he was like, I can't hear you. It sounds so uh, far away. And I was talking right into my mic thinking, what <laughs> oh, yeah, the fuck? Yeah. It took me 24 hours. Well, I wasn't uh, like at it for 24 hours, but it's like the next day I was like, hang on a minute. Let me look at all the set Because I was looking at my computer sound settings, not looking at the FaceTime sound settings. It's just fucking like we are at the stage where it should be now voice controlled where you go um, make yeah. it so that they can hear me through my mic and the computer goes okay and just yes. does it Initial, initializing settings yeah that's what you want instead of you like, don't oh, need no, haven't you going, gone it oh haven't you gone into system preferences and done what we agreed yeah that seems like we're beyond that doesn't it of like should be some little box you haven't clicked in some forgotten menu yeah when you think all it should be is uh there are a bunch of things that need to be on, off, or wherever they need to be for this to be optimum podcast settings. And yeah. you just go engage optimum fucking po- podcast settings, and it just does yeah. it all. You yeah. should be able to. I reckon we're probably two years off it of going, right, I want to do a podcast with my friend Nico. He's on this number. Can we, you know, and it just t- literally, and it will go, okay, and it will go backing up your files as we go. So when you go, oh, shit, is that recorded? Don't worry, it's recorded. I've got all sorts of files here. Look. Yeah. 
Anyway. Absolutely. Anyway, we made it. We're fine. Everybody it's just the, the brutal roller coaster of like mourning the loss of forty minutes of conversation and then thinking, ah, maybe it wasn't that. I did do a fart in the middle of it. Maybe it's best that that's been forgotten. And then, well, and more then you're no like, more. hang on, I think I found it. And then you know, more no more. The big news is I've now got for the first time since since I was in the cottage. I've now got uh, a wardrobe rail that I can put shirts and trousers on. Right, two things. Yeah. One, the fact that that's been fitted in about 20 minutes shows you what a pathetic little job it was. Two, yeah. why did you need someone else to put up a wardrobe rail? Cause Is I, it just... I just literally will not trust myself with anything above hanging a picture up. Just not going to happen. But what is it like a steel hollow tube with two plastic end points that are nailed on and then you put the tube in it or is it a wooden what is it talk it's us through a metal rail isn't it there's like a bit at the top and there's a bit on the two sides within a what isn't even a wardrobe it's like where my boiler is but un, underneath the boiler there's there's enough height of empty shelves you know empty space right that yeah. basically i've been able to say can i can i pretend this is a wardrobe please and the landlady has gone yes you can Yes, but it's a deadly fire risk. Yeah, um, but there's nowhere else in this fucking little flat. This isn't as small as the cottage, but at least the cottage had a an actual door behind it, which all clothes were hung up in in a wardrobe in the chim- near the chimney breast. But if you went down B and Q and got like a wardrobe rail, it would have two end points. You just cut the rail to the length you need. Attach it the with two what? Fucking a knife and fork. Hacksaw. No. I'll say, got any tools. I'll say it again. I'm not doing anything more than putting a picture up because it will end badly. Do you remember when I when I had just a tiny little shelving thing? All it mm. needed was a little hole on the wall, and like I've done it before. I've done like roll plugs and you know drilled a hole. But I'm so I'm so likely to make some sort of silly error with the three or four things that you have to do right. And uh, so like when I I was in that, the little flat, I. Uh, I thought I'll drill a hole, but I hadn't. I didn't know the things you're supposed to check before you drill the hole. So mm. I drilled a hole that then just immediately damaged the wall. So it was like the first three seconds of me trying to put that little shelf unit on a wall in my bathroom, I immediately damaged the wall. Well, so I mean, I, just I don't put do up it some, anymore. I, I uh, our outside light stopped working once, and then I put up around the time I put up these curtains. The electrician was like, "When did it start going wrong?" And I was like, oh. "He goes." Did you do any drilling or anything? I realised I fucking drilled. I didn't drill completely through the wire, mm-hmm. but I drilled through the wire enough for it to sort of flicker and then die off slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't judge you, but um, you should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I should. I'll you come round and help you. Did you pay him? No, he's bless his heart. Even though he stood outside my house for twenty minutes getting sunstroke, I'm buying him a pint on Tuesday. He's a mate of mine. One pint. It's a figure of speech. Good. The thing is, the problem is, you buy someone a pint, then they just go and buy the next one anyway. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> you, you, what should happen is, I go, no, I'll get this one as well. You done me a solid. Uh, what you should do is take them for a drink mm. and pay for everything for that whole visit. Yeah, but then the thing is, there's another mate coming who he's not done anything. He's not earned, earned a pint, so then I'd be like, stay there, Richard. You I'm just going Richard, to buy Peter another one man. of his drinks that he's earned. Anyway, yeah, it's a bit bloke. of a minefield. But anyway, you've, you can hang your clothes up now. Oh, fucking hell, I'm so relieved. You Is it 
sturdy enough for you to have a strangle wank off of? No, I'm not. I'm not going to. I've told already told you. I'm not. I'm not interested enough to have a strangle wank. I've never done it, but uh, it seems to be all the rage. With well, I haven't heard about it for a while. Sex game gone wrong, but I is think that still a thing? I haven't heard of it. But it used to happen, didn't it? Like it was found in a sex game gone wrong. Well, it, what's interesting Hanging is we're now living in an era mouth. where, for the younger generation, all bets are off for what sexuality everyone is and gender and just like what people should look like and aesthetics are like. They've just gone fucking nothing matters anymore. Just fucking everyone go for it and everyone respect each other and be sex positive. But what you don't hear so much of is uh, of strangle wanks and, um, you know. Tory MPs with oranges in their mouth and stuff like that. You just don't really hear about it anymore, do you? What is the the, the strangle wank? You can you can have an amazing orgasm if you're dying at the point that it happens, but then you have to stop dying. I think it, it yeah, it's basically like a sort of oxygen oxygen starvation thing. Yeah, so like as you're about to pass out or you're you're getting a bit high. It's like do you not remember when people used to do a thing at school where They'd yeah. pick each other up, and so they sort of faint. Yeah, you, well, you go, you hyperventilate, and then someone presses your windpipe or something, and then you pass out. I mean, what the fuck? So, you know, people go, oh, video games and social media, but, yeah. I mean, that's what people were doing before that. They were hyperventilating and passing out. My mate did it. Mm. His little brother did it, passed out, smacked his head on his bass amp. I remember it, and, it, and he went, you know, like, eyes rolled up, and was like, on the floor. <laughs> It was like, fucking hell, is this what we're doing now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we, I don't know, there were different, probably in words, different terms for it, but at our school we just called it, yeah, they're doing fainting after school, is anyone coming fainting? And and teachers Come knew fainting. that it was a thing, and it, they'd tell us in assembly that don't do that, it's very dangerous, you can die. So I just used to think, yeah, that sounds like something I won't do. What with it it's being something that can kill you. It's the stupidest thing, isn't it? Yeah. And then there was but Tipex then, thinners off your um, sleeve. Yeah, an air freshener for a t-shirt. Yeah, I never. I I was genuinely scared enough time. not to do any of that, but also double scared of like if I got caught doing it, and then my mum found out I was doing something like that. Quite rightly, she would have absolutely fucking killed me. Imagine she killed you by putting all the Christmas jumpers on <laughs> Maybe at put once. Them all on at once. And you were just like, no more. And then she's like, oh, look at this one. Extra, oh, extra large. Oh, I'm sorry. Are they not to your taste? There's a rubbing red brush on this one. <laughs> Arms golf, up. There's a, there's a golf, uh, little golf treehouse on this one. Oh, see, we could have lost the golf treehouse conversation. I thought, well, I'm never going to mention that again because <sighs> yeah, it's no. weird with conversations. That's why, like, when I'm sort of not in awe of stand-ups, but like actually repulsed by them, is <laughs> the fact that they go out there and go, here's a thing, uh, as if it's just occurred to them. And then they go, the golf, I've only said this 400 times. You could yeah. say that, blah, 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 like I said every other and fucking And then I said, Bob, I've already told you not to buy me a jumper. And all the crowd are going, saying it at the same time. Bob, yeah. I already told you not to say Yeah, that is the comedy of, you know, comfort and sort of like... But then, there are, you know, like there's some stand-ups where you go, oh, have you ever seen his routine about that? Oh, you should watch. You know, like yeah. Billy Connolly, they're sort of a Seinfeld, mm. Jerry, when yeah. they, you know, go, oh, the bit about that. 
Like yeah. that's almost like a song they're playing where you can yeah, listen yeah, to it yeah, again yeah. and it is, again. It's like but then, a track. Yeah, it's like oh, that that's a really funny sort of performance. Well, they bit. call it a bit, don't they? Yes, well, especially that's Americans. what I've been saying. Well, yeah, no, but like you just said, you just said it. You said the word bit, but you didn't go. In America, bit, they call a section a of. We we haven't we didn't. Are you used doing to say a bit that. right now? Yeah, exactly a bit. I think we've taken that on. It used to be called. I used routine. to have this bit about. Um, uh, you know, when so you... I used to do this bit about how I used to interrupt Matt talking about doing a bit. <laughs> the word bit, you know, America. You know when we go, oh yeah, just a tad. Americans say just a tad bit. Oh, do they, they say tad bit? Yeah, that just feels like sort of making something up just to make us feel like ours isn't good enough. Yeah, oh, I mean, there's so many tad? things. Oh, it's a tad bit. You don't it's do tad, tad bits bit. over there in the goddamn UK. They, they. Uh, I mean, the obvious, the main one is, of course, uh, I couldn't care less. And oh. they say, I could care less. And you I think, just, oh! just does not make any fucking sense on any level. It's a beautiful bit of wit. I couldn't care less. And then they just say, well, I could care less. It's like, you well, it. Go on, well, go on, man. Yeah, go on then. Care less then. When I was in... Um, now who's won? When I was in America, my son, when he was about five, no, six, probably, said, um, Dad, I really need a wee. I'm desperate. Uh, and then I said, is it hurt? He goes, it's excruciating. I really need to go, or whatever. Yeah. He had quite a good vocabulary anyway. But my um, nephew, American nephew, was like, that's mad. Because an American kid would just go, Dad, I really need to pee so bad. He wouldn't go, it's excruciating, I'm desperate, <laughs> and use words like that. Yeah. I heard Bill Burr recently say um, he'd never heard the word query. It's like, what the query? What is that? It means like, like a question, is it? You know, so you think, how can you not have... No, that's fucking balls. That's crazy lack of... Uh, Get your head out of your How ironic, brother. I couldn't even think of the He's fucking word though. for vocabulary then. That's a crazy lack of word knowledge in head. He is, I think, the best at uh, fuck, fuck all this PC stuff and just being still funny, but riding the line, I think, in a more elegant way than Gervais of going, Yeah, I'm not bothering keeping up with this because I'm old, I've been around long enough, I can't be arsed, yeah. I'm tired. This is, what, this is how much I know and I don't mean anyone any harm. I think he does it really fucking well. Yeah, because he's very much like, yeah, what do I know? I'm fucking old. I'm out. I've got one foot in the grave. Uh, yeah. Hey, good luck with it all. But you know, I kind of think like this. Yeah, and he's, he's yeah, not moralising, good... is he? Yeah. Even though he'll have a, a bit where he, um, you know, he'll fucking dig into people or he'll have a go and say that's bullshit. But yeah, I think he, I think he plays it really well. He does. Yeah, better than Chappelle in some ways because Chappelle's good on everything, but when he gets into like trans stuff it's a bit like oh, make the effort to like look into it a bit more because the lazy first take anyway let's not get into this because mm. boring so here I am on stupid hearts club Matt tell us in what way is your heart stupid uh, what physically I mean it's been looked at by a team of cardiologists and they have determined it mildly stupid but I think you mean do you mean in the ways of love? Uh, yeah, here, here you go. I've never really asked you this before, but are, would you consider yourself a gushing little romantic? No, but... <laughs> I didn't think so. No, but... There's a but. Mm. Um, I would get... Wherever I was, 
like if I had a job in an office or something, I'd quite or any any sort of scenario will create a sort of uh, not um, obsession, but do you know what I mean? They go, oh, that's my favourite like one. That girl there. Yeah, it's a stalk someone. Yeah. Um, but you know, like your brain, you know, and it's just like, oh, like falling in love. Like when I was a kid and we'd go for a rare meal in a restaurant, like we were on holiday or something, mm-hmm. the waitress, I would mm-hmm. just immediately yeah. fall in love with her and yeah. be upset and like just gulping, just sitting there going wide-eyed, like, oh, yeah. I love her. Wonderful. And I don't know why. And then like, I've always sort of got that. It's like, I think it might be an ADHD thing. It's sort of a hyper focus on something, and you think, oh, "I love that person. They're oh, amazing." God, I've never Look thought at that. about that before. And yeah, and then when you, well, it's like a thing of like inappropriate um, fixation, fixation sort of thing, and and it's all projection because it's not like if that person went, "All right, then, do you want to come around my house tomorrow and pick me up?" For, you go, "No." It's just sort of, and so that is a sort of romantic longing, sort of like, "Oh, yeah, dear. I get that." It's not like just sitting there going, oh, "I want to have sex with that person." It's more like love based but it's um, the mysteries of oh wonder who you are pretty it's like thing. a yearning look at you could you ever look at your lovely toes and like your ears me. and look at you noticing me and moving carriages and look at you bringing food to me that i ask for hopefully that would continue at home and uh, you'd never bring me the bill you'd just keep bringing me things it's like service isn't it it's like nurses waitresses i've always said this i there's, but I was not. Yeah, come on. We are. I'm not. I'm not saying like it's sexy for women to be in a submissive, subservient role, but it is. But it sort of is. But it is. <laughs> no, but no, for I anyone, mean, like, like yeah, they're in power the actually because they they work there, and you're just a little groveling customer going, "Could I possibly have the apple pie?" Yes, okay. Oh, that, that, think, di- oh, that dynamic is is totally uh, laden with kink. You know, fucking energy because it's like I am being appropriate I must not even treat you like a human I am over here doing whatever you know whether it's someone who's like a maid or or mm. like a, a waiter who's being like a butler and it's suddenly it's like oh dear am, am I behaving inappropriately now look what's happened my tumescent member has popped out of my little <laughs> butler's outfit <laughs> But yeah, like either way, that that kind of service thing has a because it has a formality about it, and the, the opposite of formality is like banging mm. someone. Well, that's but any sort of yeah power structure or like non sort of like it's, it's a relationship that has a sort of like you think of it in terms of a comedy sketch or something, right? There's a relationship there with rules, and so that's sexy. So when I was doing. I did this, I worked for basically a criminal endeavour that packed up and fucked off out of Dartford after like a month, right? But it was like carpet cleaning, sales, door to door, based, and it was all commission only. And the geezer who ran it was a cunt. And when you went in the morning, you went, here he is, the star of the show, come in. Didn't know anyone's names and said it to everyone. Here he is, the pillar of this business. Like, how are you going to do a day? I think you're doing amazing. Your team leader is very proud of you. And you sort of go, oh, because we were all young. My mate got me into it. And it was, I didn't make a fucking penny. And I worked for him through the hottest summer. In a, You had to wear a shirt and tie, door to door on housing estates in Essex. They drove us over there. And you had a team leader who did get some money. And they could barely talk to us because they knew we were all getting ripped off. So we're giving out business cards. And then if the person went, yeah, I do want my carpets cleaned or like their 
you know sofa cleaned you had to then go oh wait there i'll just get my manager and my team leader and then that person would go in and do the thing Oh my and I should have fucking known because in the car of the team leader guy, there was all these business. Like we had our business cards, which was whatever Kent cleaners or whatever. And like, and in the bottom of his footwell was like four other types of business card with the same numbers on different. Oh my! Do you know God. what I mean? Like well, probably different numbers, but like it was just like they basically would. It was a rolling scam, and they'd change the name, change the numbers, fucking pop up in another town. And carry on. Hello, Mrs. Henderson. My boys have told me that you need your chandelier polishing. That's right. We're the most famous chandelier polishing establishment in the area. Men. In the locale. Uh, Matthew, would you get back in the car and not look up, look down? <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. But anyway, my point was, yeah, we're going around these... All I wanted was a sort of bored MILF there was this energy sometimes like mm-hmm. you'd knock on the door and there'd be like a dog barking and a baby crying and then a woman in a sometimes dressing gown would open the door smoking a cigarette and go yeah what and thinking you were like religious or something yeah and then you go oh hello uh, we're just um offering uh 10% off carpet cleaning at the moment we're in the area we can do it oh uh and then you at sometimes you had to go in and look Right before the yeah. team leader, you had to sort of go, yeah, I think we could do this. Yeah, we could do this. It's probably half a day or whatever. And some, and so I used to always dream that one of them would go, why don't you come in and take that sweaty little suit off? Oh dear, look at you being rushed off your feet all morning, darling. Should we pour you a gin? I've already had two bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call your team leader just yet. I'm sure you could make... Yeah, I had that, like, porn thing in my head so much that, like, whenever there was a slight... Well, I was only 17, 18. But, like, when... um, Yeah, there was any of that sort of vibe. And there was, you know, there was, like, women who were bored. And they go, come in. And then there was a bit... But I obviously was too young to then... I reckon if you sort of knew what to do and you're a bit older and you're a bit like, so where's your husband or whatever, you might have been able to get some sort of you didn't know how to graft for it did you I didn't know how the fucking job worked you didn't know how to fucking get this seal the deal and get it over the line no I was in there going "Um, I think I think they can clean uh, those sort of carpets let me find my team leader but in my head going go on go on make a move tell her she looks nice in that dressing gown don't tell her she's got lipstick on her teeth but don't tell her the dog's been sick (laughs) It was, all, it was all depressing. You got to do, when you go in a lady's house on business, all you've got to do is find a family photograph and say, Well, what a merry bunch. I'm sure you're all very happy together. How long have you been married, darling? And she'll say, oh, Don't you? Oh, I could rather. I can't remember. Feels like a lifetime. And then you just slowly turn the family photo around to face the wall <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, unbutton your trousers, and away we go. Okay, we'll just go. You, like what you, if you knew what you were doing like now and you were I mean like it'd be a bit psycho but like yeah, if you sort of went psycho. oh look, is this a photo of you and your dad he looks nice oh no that's my husband oh well, young yeah. thing like you what's he doing then <laughs> right now young thing like you he's got you all cooped up in here yeah I bet when's the last time he took you out for dinner beautiful woman like you he probably takes you out have you no he never takes me out actually oh that's a shame like that is a shame that is a shame because if you were my wife I would take you out for dinner three times a week no four 
times a week and that's not and I'd pay everything and you could have whatever you wanted starters you could have and just start listing foods I know you haven't got much art on the walls what's going on is your is your, is your husband an idiot a little bit of a straightforward man is he because <laughs> at my house I've got an original Dagar I suppose what kind of motors your old man driving these days not a van is it well <laughs> I've got a photo there cut out of a newspaper of a sports car that is mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to bring over the helicopter next time and take you for a little spin. What, you've never been in one? Oh, well, never mind. I'll tell you what, why don't we have sex immediately and I'll bring the helicopter another day. I'll do the helicopter another time. The thing is, it's in having its uh, the spinning thing (laughs) greased. Yeah, spinning wings. It's, it's, it's a spinny oh, yeah. wing thing. It's getting that all greased up because it was all full up with champagne and caviar. So having that cleaned out, but I could pick you up Wednesday week and go oh, in the old nice. chopper. I was I was I was driving from Buckingham Palace to Balmoral in the sky in my <laughs> helicopter <laughs> to see royal family connections that I have as well, a result of my standing obviously. within the community. And I started realising that the helicopter was... I was struggling to uh, to get much height on it with the spinning wings. And I, I looked down and I realised that there was about half a tonne of bis- business cards <laughs> in the footwell. Of all the businesses I run. Yeah, because I've got loads of businesses, but all of them, none of them are pretend. They're all fucking legit, They're honestly. all fucking legit. Excuse my French. Excuse my fucking uh, French in your house. That dressing what gown. Time, what time is this polyester. fucking husband? <laughs> that awful, is 100% of me. I used to work in the rag trader. we get that off and have a look at the label. And then that nighty. With uh, cereal down it. Uh, <laughs> what was that, Primark? That's a lovely piece. Yeah, um, he'd do all right, probably, just out of I read a book with a character like that in it once, and it was written by Nick Cave. And the thing is, I've never really listened to Nick Cave's music, even though I can fully appreciate that he's a genius from what I've seen. He'd like the song Breathless. Right. Well, maybe I'll I'll uh, put that on my on my playlist after the show. I've not done a He's Nick Cave deep dive, it. and it feels like the sort of thing that you can't pretend you're suddenly into it and then try and be cool. So I've avoided it because it's almost like out of respect, almost like as an apology for not being into it before. I'm like, I'm very sorry, yeah. Nick Cave fans. I will not wander into your, you know, into your wonderland and start going. Oh, I tell you what, like, I like his version of Wonderwall. That's very clever. You know, like I just mm. yeah, I've never done it. Anyway, he wrote a book called, I think it was called when the, the Death of or the Angel, the Death of Bunny Munro. I think it was. Oh called. right, yeah. And it was a novel, and it was kind of he's down from down here, isn't he? So it was sort of set down here in he's these from parts. Australia. He's from bloody Australia, but he lives in Brighton and Herve. Right. Sir, in the book, there was a salesman whose job was going around exactly like what you just described, and between the salesmen that you would have been too young to be in on this but what they used to do is give each other a tip off when someone's house is quote unquote a hot address right meaning what meaning meaning that there's a housewife there that loves a little bit of salesman action so they 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 basically trade in why would you you share that information though because you could i don't know because it's just like horrible kind of little subculture in it i'll tell you what mate you uh if you can uh, get my car valeted, I might be able to pass you a little hot address at uh, 
next to the meeting you've got on Tuesday morning. Oh, dear, I couldn't possibly well, say, Tony. Well, Hopscot will jump down from where you're working on Monday, which is a very nice lady. You'll be sunk to the nuts by 11 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> That's, hey, hey, guy. Hey, hey. come on. That's a phrase hey. from the movie McVicar. And someone used the phrase, sunk to the nuts they were. The Durham oh. bumpers. <laughs> Which isn't very nice, is it? Well, anyway, move on. Come on. So, anyway, we were talking about the sweet... Uh, I don't know if it was sweet, but sort of, yeah, like that sort of... It's a romantic... It's almost like you're, you're thinking you might be in the start of a porno, but you're not. You're not. I think that's the problem putting my pussy woke bloke head on. I think that's often Matt the problem with the modern man is that uh, pornography has uh, taught him that when he's in any situation with a woman that there is a, a chance of a sexual encounter happening uh, and actually what the, all that person wants is their carpets cleaned and you're sitting there like a fucking red-faced little horny slug that was the problem. wondering if, if uh, everyone's blouse is going to blow open. Oh, but that's what being a if teenager's anyone's all... like that, that's you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I'll admit that. But uh, to be fair, that that is sort of like, why wouldn't you feel like that when you're young? Because you, you you don't know what anything is yet, and it's like, you know, fancy yeah, but and, like the, fancy yeah, and but, older ladies and all that, not old ladies. Yeah, you know but you I mean? just. But I remember there was there's guys at school. There's this guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but he ended up. He actually did porn when he was still probably about. He was only about 19 when he did that, mm. but he was really tall and like he looked about 25 when we were 16 17 right mm. really handsome and big and just like he's a nice guy but like basically he was the sort of person that people's mums fancied right oh god yeah i know what you mean yeah and then and that so like which was a complete like, i was a little bit yeah but like no but they like go people go then my, uh, my mum think my mum said like you know mm. Like literally Make saying to their own son, like, well, he's quite handsome, isn't he? Why don't When's he, he come in, come in now? He's, lovely yeah. lad, isn't he? he's a lovely guy, isn't he? He's oh, so dear, big, I've isn't dropped he? a I've dropped a fried egg on the floor. What am I going to do oh, now? I'm going to bend over. But like, and in and he, so his experience of life was so different to all of ours because yeah. we were just like sniveling little, like trying to look for porno mags in the bushes, <laughs> and he's swanning around with actual women trying to fucking have sex with him, which they did, and. Then he, I mean, it got him in trouble because basically some guy met him because he was like, you can fuck my wife, basically. And then he oh ended up in God. pornos. Oh, but dear. like, his, if he was a door-to-door salesman, it probably would have been like, yeah. you know. Well, you're either, yeah, was, you've either got the twinkle and and you are seen as a, a sort of alpha kind of sexual yeah. beast. Or like myself, you're like a Rick Moranis in Gopher's Buster. <laughs> well, I mean, what what I in my head, but I, I remember like when I was uh, when I was about ten or something, and we had a babysitter or a French exchange student girl. Mm. I'd think, yeah, they fancy me. I put this in the bag. I was completely yeah, <laughs> deluded, like a, a deluded child that knew but nothing. But then, yeah, like, well, that's like weird have, science, though, isn't it? That's why that was funny at the time. Well, yeah, making a yeah a woman who's. But it was like, wow, what even is that world? What is a woman? What is sex? What will it be like? What will we do when we get there? That's like a huge part of growing up. But it's a huge part of growing up, kind of wondering what it's going to be like when mm. when you become an adult and all that stuff that, that is sort of hidden away in the naughty cupboard. But uh, 
I then put that film on thinking it'd be really funny uh, when George was about 10. And about, <laughs> about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes into it, she gets in a shower with one of them. And I was just like, yeah, I've got to turn this off now, mate. Sorry. Yeah. This is a weird watch. I, I remember was... two things, right? I was telling my brother-in-law one of these the other day. When I was at school, I was about 11, right? 12 maybe. First year of secondary school sort of age. And uh, porno mags you were really good. You could trade them for like... I remember trading a box of porno mags for a knife. But anyway, it was like they were sort of currency, right? And uh, I had one in my bag and then like the little boffin kids, like the squares, I'd go, do you want to see a woman's vagina? And then show it to them and then they'd go, oh my God. But there was this one kid who said, can I buy that magazine at lunchtime? And he sat with it. And then I went and I'd been out like playing football with a tennis ball, as you were, you know, throwing an apple Mm. at someone's head, that sort Mm. of shit. Come back into the classroom and you're like the form room where you can eat your lunch and the yeah. nerds stayed there all yeah, lunch yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's reading this magazine he looked up at me with an absolute face of horror and he I swear to god he said to me I thought it was a neat hole <laughs> he was so like shocked he thought a vagina was just like a perfect neat little like belly like button a golf type hole. hole like a golf yeah, like, like, like a, a little good. boop and then I also remember around the same age this guy uh, we oh god. oh god what was it I don't know we, we, they were talking about we were talking about sex and there was like people had VHS's of you know like porn on VHS sort of thing mm. we're talking about it and then <laughs> this kid goes goes I don't understand when they get it in why don't they just leave it in he <laughs> didn't understand going in and out there we go. it was like but we've worked for years to imagine what it's like to get it in why and you then, keep pulling it back out again what now you want me to put it in again what and now you want me to take I mean make your mind up dear surely I just put it in and, and then we off. call it a day <laughs> go to sleep <laughs> night sleep. night we did it it's in wake up in the morning and it's and it's grown there we go lovely and now the baby grows but um yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that's an odd thing, and it try. Yeah, strange territory, but yeah, trying to imagine that the stuff that's beyond your knowledge. But yeah, it's a funny era, really, for because um, I I've always loved filthy, dirty sense of humour, and mm. in real life, people still do, and that's the best laugh you can ever have. But yeah. no one dares have a dirty sense of humour sort of openly now. So I uh, I quite like when we have a little brave moment of saying like hair <laughs> something like that oh my god yeah but they do it on Bake said, Off which I've, I've just said never hair watched on Bake a podcast off. right but I've seen clips of Bake Off where it's like ooh I, I like a soggy hole or something like that oh, and then right. everyone goes right, like that yeah. so it's it's still out there yeah good but that's a sort of very tame version of it isn't it it's, oh it's you, ooh, that's a shame it's gone a bit floppy and everyone goes yeah. <laughs> oh that's rude <laughs> I mean, it is like a beautiful part of the British sense of humour, considering how stiff and, uh, you know, repressed we were for so long. And and at the moment, how, like, everyone's at each other, like, with mm. all this fucking opinion stuff. Could we not just go, let's just... All of all of the political correctness can stay, but we're, we've all got to be filthy. You said that for I beg your pardon. Mm. Oh, do oh, wipe yeah, up like... after yourself, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> As the bishop said to the actress, 
Candles out, girls. Well, Matthew. Yes, Nico. You have now served an uh, an appropriate. You're so cynical, aren't you? So it's just like doing a fucking prison sentence, and then I'm finally released. The last message that you sent to me said what? It said. Uh, It said. I need to hurry up. Yes. And I said sent because I'd sent you the link, and you said K. Not even yeah. okay. Did you see that picture I sent you of the pandas? Oh, I was pa- I was right in the middle of panicking. That's the thing. I'm going. Oh my god! I've lost yeah. the podcast. Oh my god! My friend's outside. You'll uh, look at the pandas. Look at but the picture. Yeah, I'm seeing it about. now, and that is amazing. And I think it should be the image. Either, well, which podcast is it in? Was it in mine? It was in yours, I think. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to use Actually, that. I as don't the, know. I'm going to use that as. Well, the, you'll know because you're doing the edit. Yeah, I'm going to use it as the picture in, in mine. Yeah. All but right, yeah, mate. that's insane and scary, like you said. It's creepy, isn't it? That's, yeah. Maybe an analogy for aliens. Maybe, darling, maybe. Masking themselves as humanoid to enter well, that space. One way or another, we have managed to create, I'd say, just over somewhere around three hours of content, two of it over in your world and an hour, around an hour in my world and I hope that everyone's happy with that and that we've made you laugh I think we've had some quite funny stuff today yeah we have you shouldn't do this on the podcast well that's alright sort of the bit like at the end of He-Man where it goes we've learned some lessons today I'm Skeletor shuffling my papers at the, I'm yeah. sh- shuffling my papers at the end of the news Matthews are you shuffling your papers I've shuffled them and I'm off now to get my makeup removed and to go home and talk to an architect about my new kitchen. Lovely. That's well, I'm true. I'm going to go straight to the work bar and get absolutely cunted. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Do enjoy Margate and please do come back on <laughs> Stupid Hearts Club. I will. And can I just say how wonderful it is to see you uh, flourishing and not uh, failing. And flourishing and trying to steal steal your patrons. Yes, but then it's not stealing, it's just parasiting. And also, a big hello to everyone who listens to Right, the... I'm going. Don't you fucking hang up until well, I've saved, saved this the episode. file. God bloody... Thanks, everyone. live like this anymore. Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I- I'm, I'm one.